the vibes welcome back to the hoop genius podcast man i've missed this i've missed you guys tuning in bj i would say i missed you but i saw you just a few days ago out in paris how have you been oh i've been beautiful 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 Harry was sensational. Oh, great to see you. Hey, mm. all of the fans, all of the, all of our listeners who came up to you and I and said, you know the vibes. The real MVPs. That was great. And that, that, that was great. Yeah, those, the, those guys, they are the real MVPs. Incredible time there. The NBA did another amazing job. The player, the teams, the, you know, the Detroit Pistons, the Chicago Bulls. It was great. And uh, all the stars were there. Mo was there. And it, it was it was incredible, you know? Mo was shining. Mo was shining amongst the stars. You know, he was shining. Hey, hey, hey. don't know, gas me up. Good. Don't gas me up. Shout out to, shout out to everyone who pulled up. Shout out to Daniel Slowinski and Sam Chadwick, who uh, tweeted us a picture. They went to meet BJ at one of the activations that was going on out there. And yeah, uh, yeah. they got the, the BJ Armstrong autograph on the gold gold Wilson basketball, which I think is pretty cool. Shout out to NBA Top Shot who took them there. Shout out to all the fans, everyone showing love. We were back on TV as well. It's been a while since we did that. And the response yeah, we on were, social we media was crazy. So uh, right. shout out to everyone showing love. We just need you guys to keep showing love. But, you know, I feel like for me, the new year never really begins in January. Because, of course, the NBA launches All-Star Boeing, so I do some stuff with them. And then we have NBA Paris. And so, for me, the year really starts in February because January is just right. a whirlwind, you know. February is like the fresh start. Okay, here we go. And uh, speaking of the new year starting, what BJ and I are really trying to do this year, we're trying to grow this podcast. I had a conversation with a friend the other day, and he said to me, Mo, you have the best podcast in the world when it comes to basketball. The only problem is... Unless you know about the podcast, there's nowhere that people can see it. You know, right. you guys need to get out there and, you know, get more eyes and ears on the show. And um, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to expand the team. We're looking to recruit somebody who can come and join the squad and help us grow the show. Now, before I put it out there to the public, I thought, you know, our beautiful listeners who tune in and rock with us on a regular basis, I got to give it to you first. I got to give you guys the opportunity. So if you feel like you're someone who has your pulse, your finger on the pulse of what goes on in the world of basketball, you know what makes a great show, you have editing skills, you have production skills, or whether you're working on those skills or you have them already, I want to hear from you because we're looking for someone to join the team and really help us grow this show. We want to be 10 times bigger by the end of this year, but we can't do it alone. So we're going to need all of your guys' help by sharing the show and showing love. But if you feel like this is something that interests you, the chance to work with an NBA legend and PJ Armstrong. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm I was like, playing. where's the legend at? I'm just I was playing. Like, where's I'm the just playing. I'm not playing. I was like, who's the legend? Who's the legend? If, if you want a chance to work with us and help us on this mission to uh, keep it 100 in the media space, because you know how we do. It's all about keeping it real over here. So if you feel like that helps you and you want to help the show, send me an email at mo at hoopgenius.com with some of your previous work and why you think you'd be a great fit to work with us. We will review the applications in due course, but you know, whether it's yourselves or someone that you know who's a fantastic editor, who can make clips for social media, who can make 
this podcast into YouTube videos and come up with good ideas for us to talk about on the show, we would love to hear from you because BJ and I, we had some conversations out in Paris and last year was good. We had what, 225 episodes of great content, but this year right. we want to take it to a whole nother level. We want to take it to a whole nother level. So that way, next time NBA Paris comes over, we can tell the NBA, we need 100 seats. We bring in 100 of our fans with us. You know, we want to raise the levels. BJ, anything you want to say to that? Let's get it. Let's get it. I mean, it was great. I think we missed. Did we miss NBA UK or no? I mean, yeah, the NBA UK. Did we miss the NBA when they came to London because of COVID? No, the NBA came to London last time, I believe, was 2019. And then 2020 was Paris. And then 21 and 22 was cancelled due to the pandemic. And then 23, we back outside. Who knows where next year is going to be? Who knows what's happening next January? I can't say anything right now, but stay tuned. Stay ready. That's that way you say. don't have to get you know, that way you don't have to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. But yeah, we were out in Paris. We we missed a couple of weeks of the podcast. And um we we managed to link up in Paris. We didn't manage to tape a show out there. We're gonna be right. back going full force from February the first onwards, or from next week onwards. This is just a little one to keep you guys going and to just update you, you know. Um DJ, how was Paris overall as an experience for you? First time back in Europe in a while. The fans were showing love. Right. But you were amongst mm-hmm. a few other legends. You know, Ben Wallace was there, Rip Hamilton, Joakim Noah, Luol Deng, Magic Johnson. What's it like catching up with some old friends? Well, it's always great to see you see the guys, you know. You know, Irvin, you know, Magic Johnson was there. You know, you, you see, you know, the guys. I don't see them as much other than events like this all-star weekend, but it was just great for us to be out. I mean, more, I haven't been out as you know, and, and really a couple of years, especially abroad. So for, for our family, uh, you know, fortunately my family was able to come. It was great to get out. Paris is a, it's an amazing, amazing city and amazing place. So it, it was good. The NBA just, just does they just does I'm always amazed at first first of all the fans and the participation. You just never know who's listening. Well, I can tell you this, Mo. Now I I have a better idea who's listening abroad. And that was great to see the response. And wherever I went, literally people would come up and just say, you know the vibes. And that just <laughs> my wife was like, What's going on? Why are these people sh- shouting at you? I was like, you know. <laughs> You got to tune in. You got to tune in. Like people just, you know, we're at the Eiffel Tower and people go, you know, the vibes. And I just started laughing. So and so that that's great to see. And um, I thought the NBA did an an incredible job. And we had we had a lot of fun. You and I, a lot of laughs, as we always do. We did our theme for, you know, television and we got a good game. So, um, you know, your Detroit Pistons, did it make it extra special? Oh, it, it, it did. You know, yeah, I got a chance to see, you know, it was two things that happened in, in Paris that was really funny. You know the vibes, just, I mean, that that's just, <laughs> I couldn't believe that. And then I remember I, I was somewhere in Paris and someone came up to me and said, what up, Doe? 
<laughs> and then I and it just made it just made it feel at home. You know, it was just like somebody said, What up, though? And I said, yes, What? Sir. Hey, where am I? I had to I had to like pinch myself. And uh, it was some Detroit people there. So well, I had a great time. It, it was good to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a while. And a lot of people from Chicago, a lot of people from Detroit. And uh it just it felt like home, you know. Those those those, you know, I was born in Detroit and you know, played in really my whole adult life, I, you know, I was more or less in Chicago. So what a great time. And then to be in the pair, be in Paris with the family, going around, seeing all the sights. Uh, it was great. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Did you ever have the chance to play overseas during your career? No, I, I didn't play it or participate in a regular season game abroad. I'm trying to think that I don't even think I played any exhibition game. I might, I may have. But in, in in as a collegiate athlete, I played many times abroad, mm-hmm. and uh, in in various events and various things. But I can't recall as a professional um, playing abroad. I, I don't remember. This is interesting. You know, I talk to a lot of guys around the NBA, and they say these trips really help the teams bond and come together and move forward stronger as a unit. And so for the Chicago Bulls in particular. It's a key stage of the season because the trade deadline is looming. There's rumors all over the place. Right. And they managed to pick up the win. Do you think that they can use this as a springboard for the rest of their season now and actually make it to the playoffs in the East? Or do you think it might be time to look at a different direction after seeing them up close? Well, you're talking about the Chicago Bulls. Yes, sir. Um, I think they can. You know, Chicago, you know, they, they've been an interesting team. They... They win the games they probably shouldn't win, and they lose the games they probably shouldn't lose. They are a fascinating team that way. However, they did play well in in Paris. You know, Zach Levine, you know, he's he's really playing at a very high level. DeMar, uh, DeMarcus, uh, DeMar DeRozan is back. And, you know, the, so those guys are playing very Vooch well. Vooch had a good game. Playing. Yeah, Vooch did. Vooch has been very solid, you know, you for about think- the last month. Do you think that it was just experience playing into a factor? Because, you know, before the game, we were talking about Jaden Ivey, we were talking about Killian Hayes, but those guys oh, didn't really question. show up. Yeah, well, without question. You know what? This is one thing when you play abroad, just like playing in the All-Star game. You know, you, you it requires a little experience. You know, you always have All-Star fatigue, and it's always interesting to watch the younger players who go to all-star weekend for the very first time or their second or third year, they always come back and there's always a fatigue once they get back because the veterans know how to travel and they know how to say no to all of the requests. And it was so obvious to me watching Killian Hayes. I can only imagine his request from his family and friends, his requests, you know, because he's from, you know, France, yeah, you know that it, all the requests he's probably got from the media, and then I didn't think he was going to play well because it was just yeah, you know, and I, the travel and da da da. The thing that made me da, laugh, da, da, da. the thing that made me laugh with Killian Hayes is everyone was like, "Oh, he's back in his hometown." He's not actually from Paris. I mean, he was born in France, went to live in the States, came back to France for a mm-hmm. season while his dad played somewhere in France in the French league. Then he went to play in Florida, went to play in Germany, and then the NBA. So. All of these people trying to push, you know, they asked me on TV, how, right. how does it feel for him being in his home, hometown? And I didn't want to be the the mood killer and say, well, it's not actually his hometown. 
But, yeah. you know, yeah. shout out to him. He got through it. He got through it. How cool was the intro, you know, before the game? Because mm-hmm. it was it was technically a Pistons home game, but because it was international, they brought over the Bulls announcer from the 90s. That voice m- must have brought you way back, and they had the Alan Parsons theme. No, I think that was actually the – no, no. Okay, Mo, I think technically the announcer was the Detroit Pistons announcer oh. who did the Chicago Bulls intro. Oh, what an honor. Yeah, so it was so weird for me because I recognized – the announcer's voice and he was doing this. So I was thinking to myself, what's the odds on the Detroit Pistons, you know, announcer doing the Chicago Bulls intro. So I thought that was really funny for, for, you know, for us who were, you know, from the States and, you know, follow those teams and, you know, you get a chance to, you know, know the announcers that was kind of odd to see, but it, it was good. I mean, it was really good. It was, it was actually cool to, you know, just, you know, it was like a little, connection you know a little connection in paris for us who are you know from america yeah it's, it's so love it was great for the fans as well to hear that you know the theme song when the bulls come out and the players be introduced and it must have been amazing amazing for the players but you know a lot of basketball happened while we were gone in particular one game had me stressed out mm. the boston celtics and the warriors now the first time they played this season, it didn't work out too well for me. And BJ always talks about a statement game, and he says the Celtics let him down in these statement games. And mm-hmm. with like four mm-hmm. minutes to go in this game, I was stressed because I knew that I was hours away from a phone call from BJ saying, <laughs> <laughs> but the C's pulled it out, went to yep. overtime. Jason Tatum didn't have the best game, but he stuck with it. He played, I think, 41 straight minutes. And carried the Celtics to a win. Jalen Brown had a horrible night shooting, but hit the clutch three to send the game to OT. But Al Horford, you know, to start the season, we were talking about maybe he ain't got his legs. But this recent stretch of games against the Golden State Warriors, he made clutch defensive plays and offensive plays, offensive rebounds. And then yesterday against the Toronto Raptors in the uh, in the early tip-off, he mm-hmm. um he made some huge plays. Oh, the day the, I think it was Saturday night. I think yesterday the Raptors played the Knicks, but Saturday night he came up huge again for the Celtics on both ends of the floor. The Celtics continue to roll. What is it? Nine in a row now, BJ. Nine in a row. Yeah, something like that. Do you think that they need to make any moves at this trade deadline? Absolutely. You know, you 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 have to every day. You have to look to improve your team, right? Be a trade. You know, via, you know, from within, you know, where we're talking about Mm -hmm. players have to improve and you always looking. So I think if they have an opportunity to pick up someone free agency or a guy who's maybe off the, you know, the wire who gets waived, they have to constantly look. So I like I like the Celtics. I like their depth. I like what they're doing. However, you know, you got to continue to look and, and probe out there. And right now they are in position as we head into, you know, the trade deadline, the trade deadline. They have a roster spot. They have a little money. And uh, I'm sure they will be players uh, when that moment arrives. So, you know, they're they in a good place right now to be. Well, another team surging up the East is the Philadelphia 76ers, who have won their last five and they currently sit in second place. Tyrese Maxey has returned and he's playing yes. great basketball, whether it be off the bench, yes. whether it be in a starting lineup. And he recently signed his official sneaker deal with New Balance. Congratulations to Tyrese. Uh, yes. But yes. um, 
you think the Sixers are finally getting it together? You think Doc's finally getting all those chips lined up in the right place? Uh, I like that. Say that again. Who's getting? Who's I, getting? I said, do you like, think Doc uh, those chips lined up? I in think the they're right on place. a five-game win streak. If they I, are if indeed, I they are indeed. I think they're on a five-game win streak. It's been interesting. You know, they've been bringing Tyrese Maxey off the bench. You know, I think I watched them the last game they played versus the Sacramento Kings. You know, they had James Harden and Joel Embiid didn't play. Mm -hmm. And they still won the game on the road. So I thought that was good. You know, they, they, I like the Sixers. However, the one thing that I am concerned is like, they have three guys who I think are very high level offensive players. Okay. Joel Embiid is without question a top whatever, five, seven, wherever. He's a top player in the NBA, MVP-level candidate. You have James Harden, who we know what he's done. And then we have this emerging player in Tyrese Maxey. So it's been fascinating to watch how those three are going to somehow try to figure this out. And right now, the best option, or what they've shown, is they're bringing Maxey off the bench, mm -hmm. which to me has been interesting, been very interesting. He's averaging about 18, 20 points a game coming off the bench. And I, I think it's been a good flow. You know, I, I, I'm just going to stick with it. You, you know, you know where I stand with Philly, you know, the Jojo is without question, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's their number one guy without question. However, I think Tyrese Maxey is the most important player. If he plays well for them, because they have to play at a certain pace and it's fascinating to watch them. They seem to play better when all one yeah, or when, all three, when, when all three of them are together. <laughs> when all three of them are together. That's ideal. what I was about to say. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's a nice yeah, like, to see plans to you have. Know, you're like saying, well, if one is out, they're good. You know, it, it yeah, doesn't matter. Which is weird, like addition by subtraction. But, yeah, you know, so. the East is so volatile right now. You know, teams make runs, teams lose games. Like the Knicks have lost their last four straight and they've dropped down to seven. The Pacers, who we were so excited about just a few weeks ago, have lost seven in a row. They're down in ninth place. It's interesting. One team that has caught my eye is the Lakers. Great comeback win against Portland last night. I'm confident in saying that I think, even though they're currently 12th, that the Lakers can make it to the playoffs this season. I think the more I see from them, I think they've got what it takes. I don't know. Obviously, an injury to LeBron would disrail that, but hopefully that doesn't happen. But, you know, the, even the Western Conference is so, is so tight right now. Um... You know, it's, it's very difficult to predict. I mean, OKC are almost a 500 team. Right now, they're 11. Mm -hmm. If they keep it rolling, mm -hmm. they could be in the play-in. Portland have dropped right out. Dame had some interesting comments about that. Um, they've lost their third Yeah, what did game. he say? I watched they're their game. I, I, so they were down last night. They were, well, not they were they down. Were up. The Lakers was down. Yeah, the Lakers yeah. were down 25 versus the Trailblazers. And yep. he came back and won that game. And I wanted to, and I got distracted. I wanted to see the post-game comments of Dame. What did Dame say after the game? So let me see if I can get the clip for you. But it, they, they asked him about the construction of the team. And, um, well, first of all, before I get onto that, um, Patrick Beverly trolling Dame Lillard by acting like he had a broken watch on was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Dame said to Pat Bev at the start of the game, he said, I'll beat your ass. But, uh, you know... Uh, it is interesting. Um, in terms of Dame's post-game comments, I'm just trying to pull up the uh, what he said here, and I'm going to let you listen to this. 
mean, I, don't, I want us to be in the best position to win. Um, you know, my job is to, to play point guard and to be prepared and go out there and do what I do. Um, and everybody has a job. And right now we're not, we're not winning right now. We haven't been consistent. Um, you know, but it's not my job to say, um, who goes where, or what needs to happen as far as the roster, you know, I, that's not my job, but, um, what I will say is right now, we just not, we're not getting it done. So, um, you know, I, I do want to win. You know, I don't think there's no secret that I, I want to win. And, um, you know, I think we got to we got to do whatever we have to do to be in a position to win. You know, I think that's the, the point of us us showing up is to, to give ourselves the best chance to win. So, um, you know, I'm all for whatever, whatever that means. I don't think it's fair for y'all to be asking me these questions right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I think that's kind of a weak move. Um, you know, it's our team is struggling, you know, and I've been transparent about our struggles and stuff that we could do better. But y'all put y'all put that's y'all put me in a position to to, you know, answer questions that I don't think is cool, man. Because a lot of this organization operates on your timeline. I understand. I understand. I understand. That. No, I understand that. But, you know, there, there's people that you can ask those questions to. You know what I mean? And even if even if even if it is on me or whatever, they could answer your questions. So even if they did ask me a question and I gave them my opinion, you know, I'm sure they're going to give you whatever answer that they give you based on what reality is. But I'm saying I don't think it's cool for y'all to, to be putting me in that position, you know, especially after a tough loss, we in a tough stretch like that ain't cool. You know what I mean? And I answer all y'all questions. And, you know, y'all, that's to me, that that feels like just a lack of respect to put me in that position. So Dame doesn't like the media asking him some of these questions. But he keeps emphasizing, I want to win, I want to win, I want to win. At what point right. do you think he's going to realize that's not going to happen with the Portland Trailblazers? Well, you know, you know, Mo, I, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record. And I want, I want to just say this as, re, as regards. I kind of get what, I mean, kind of get, I get what Damian Lillard is saying. And he is right. But also the media has a responsibility to ask that question because mm -hmm. if you want to win and you don't win, well, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. And they're coming to the best player and without question, he is the leader of that team yeah. of that organization. Okay. So everything starts and stops with him. Now let, let's get down to the bottom line. You know, Mo, it, when you say when you talk about winning and you have the expectation to win, then you have to, you know, do more what comes with winning and you have to take the good with the bad. And in this situation right now, when you win, you certainly should get praise. And then when you lose, they got to look at they got to look at you and say, what's going on? And and when you look at their roster, Mo, the construction, the roster construction is a real hey. thing. It, it's a it's a real thing. Like and 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 it's almost like I don't think people really even the players, sometimes I don't even think, you know, you call it what you want. I know the executives understand it, but to what depth and what degree you understand it to me determines the outcome or determines how successful your organization is. Because when you look at their organization, they have some good players on that roster. However, when you're talking about constructing a team, when you look at the league, you know, I think they are where they're sitting around 500. That's when I look at their roster. I don't think 
you know, four or five games either way. I mean, it could go four or five games above 500, I think would be good for them. And they could be four or five games under 500. Yeah, well, they're right now, but they're they four are, games under 500. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think they are right in the range where they are supposed to be. I, I don't see much more improvement with the roster, with the team, financially where they're at. You know, Mo, you, you, you that's... You know, and looking at their roster, that's what I see. I don't mm-hmm. see, I don't see much better than that. Their, their best and, case scenario before the season even began, their best case scenario is being a first round exit, in my opinion. I, I, I think they are right where they, you know, if you looked at the roster before, I, I that's what I saw. And you know, look, Dame is a phenomenal player. I mean, he's a, he's a terrific player, and but. You know, it's going to take time. You know, they got Jeremy Grant, which was a nice, that was a really nice pickup. You know, mm-hmm. they have some nice players. I like Josh Hart, they Gary Payton, Anthony Gary Simons. Payton, but like, Simons, the thing is with Damian Lillard, well, Damian Lillard not being a great defender. They had this with CJ for years. CJ not being a great defender. That's just not a recipe for success. And Nurkic isn't exactly a prolific shot blocker in behind them. Now you've got Simons or Simmons or whatever, however you pronounce his name, um, alongside Dame. <laughs> And then, right. you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I get a lot of a lot of stick for saying Bobby Portis. So I want to make sure my pronunciations right. are correct. So Simmons right. or Simons. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's not exactly a great defender either. So then you've got guys like Gary Payton who come in off the bench, but you're either choosing offense or defense. And we've seen right. great teams. The Golden State Warriors, when Clay Thompson's healthy, he contributes on offense and on defense. The right. Bo- Boston Celtics, Marcus Smart, contributes on offense and on defense. Milwaukee Bucks, Drew Holiday contributes on offense and on defense. So when you really look at these teams, if you don't have at least one good defensive guard in your starting lineup, you're going to be in trouble anyway. Because the NBA, you have so many high-powered guards every night coming in, the Ja Morant's of the world, the Shea Gilders Alexander's of the world, etc. and so on. If you don't have a guard that from the get-go can jump onto them, then you're going to be in trouble. You can't wait for Gary Payne to check it off the bench or, okay, we're going to try and hide Anthony Simons and give Josh Hart this responsibility. That's just my opinion in constructing a roster. If you're going to have a player like Dame, alongside Dame, you need a Drew Holiday, you need a Marcus Smart, you need a guy that can say, okay, you know what? I'm going to space the floor and, and play off the ball on the offensive side and on defense, I'm going to take on the opposition team's best guard and I'm going to shut them down. That, for me, is the only way to win with the player like Damian Lillard. And the Portland Trailblazers have just simply never done that. So, in my opinion, until that happens, I just don't see them being the team that Lillard wants them to be. Well, you know, Mo, you know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of defense because that, that has to be the foundation. It's the only way you win. It has to be. That's the only way you win. Now, you know, Mo, it's possible to win with one player who is not in your starting lineup at any given moment, who may be considered a liability on defense. Okay. When I say considered a liability, maybe they don't have the ability to defend two or more positions. Okay. In today's game, because you know, everyone switches. Yeah. Or, or a player that team. And go I can't expect, I can't expect Damian Lillard to guard small forwards, power forwards. You know, no. he's not, he's not like six, four, six, five. So, all right, so if you're going to have Damian Lillard, who is without question your best offensive player, then you're going to have to surround him with other players as your foundational pieces on that side of the floor that's going to complement 
what he does well and what he doesn't do well. That to me is the puzzle. Then you bring off in your bench with your depth and all the other things to keep your offense and so forth and so on. That's just, you know, as a couch, you know, GM, you know, watching their team. I like their roster. I just think right now they have to figure it out. I mean, Dame was, you know, Dame, if I remember correctly, Dame missed all of last year, right? Or he missed a a huge part of the season last year. He, he missed time. And yeah, he missed some time. And then, you know, the kid Simons comes on last year and really had a terrific year. Offensively. You know, I, 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 I like what Coach Billups is doing. He has those guys ready. He has his, I mean, listen, they were up 25 in the last game. Mm-hmm. So clearly the, the game plan was in place. Now mm-hmm. the, the, what needs to happen is the players have to execute it. That, that's just, it is what it is. And you have nights like that. Unfortunately, they had one at home. And, you know, give the Lakers credit. The Lakers hung in there and they kept chipping away at it. But you would expect a veteran. I watched that game. You would expect a veteran team to, you know, come out, reestablish themselves in the third quarter, force the Lakers to be down big going into the fourth quarter where the coaches say, you know what, let's just go to the next game. They just kept chipping away. And before you knew it, it was a, you know, they were, you know, 12 point game. You're like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. It is an eight point game. Hit a three, it's a five-point game. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden now they're in a dog fight and they ended up losing that game. So I, I just think this team, as we're talking here, they we're not talking about they lost that game last night because of offense. They have enough offense. Mm-hmm. They lost the game because they couldn't get stops on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's where most of the games are won and lost right there. And and I just think that's something they'll have to address. But what I do like about their roster, you know, where it's not perfect, but no nobody in the NBA has a perfect roster, is they are competitive, though, Mo. They lose some heart. They've had some heartbreaking losses this year, okay? Mm-hmm. A few games where, you know, they they could have e- they could easily be two, three, four, five games over 500 team. They've mm-hmm. been that competitive. So, you know, it, it stinks. It, you know, it, it hurts. However, you know what, the fact that they are competing, I think is good. And I think I still think they have time to 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 make a run at it. And you know, you know, Mo winning cures a lot of a lot of, you know, ills for a lot of teams. And um I still think this team has an opportunity to make the playoffs. Well, it's all about roster construction. And as I said to you earlier in the show, if anyone listening to this wants to join our roster and thinks they'd be a good fit. To join the Hoop Genius team over here as we try to grow this podcast, make sure you get in touch, mo at hoopgenius.com. Send over why you think you'd be a good fit, any of your previous work, and what you believe you could add to the squad. BJ and I are going to be back next week. Going to take a little time off to strategize how to make this podcast even bigger and better. So make sure you enjoy the rest of your week. We apologize that you won't be getting your daily fix of the show, but I promise you, that when we return, we're going to be even bigger and better than ever before. Don't want to go anywhere. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're locked in. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everywhere you listen to your podcasts. Don't miss a beat. And until next time, get buckets.